The Kings head out on the road, still looking for their first win of the season. We break down their loss to the Kraken on Thursday. That included the NHL debut of young defenseman Brant Clark. We'll give you the details on the Kings' first road trip of the season and preview the Ontario Reign opening up their AHL season. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 762 subscribers. We are well on our goal of 800 subscribers by the end of October. Thank you so much for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20-plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So uh, real quick before we get into uh, this week, uh, today's show, I did want to mention we've had a couple of technical glitches on the show recently. Um, the show on Wednesday kind of had a little, it was a little bit choppy, uh, maybe a little some pops as well. Um, and then yesterday's show, and I really hope that this is corrected because I double checked it before I started recording. For some reason, uh, my microphone that I have here wasn't working. And uh, I think the recording was picking up the built-in microphone that is on the uh, computer that I'm using. And the sound quality is not what I want it to be. So apologies for those um, those technical issues over the past two shows, um, working hard to make sure the show looks and sounds as good as possible. And when it doesn't, that uh, that does bother me. So hopefully those things have been worked out for this show and uh, all the future shows going forward. So thanks for bearing with us um, through some glitches the past couple of days. All right, speaking of glitches, uh, the LA Kings have had some glitches so far to start the season. Uh, they played last night at home against the Seattle Kraken in a game that uh, I thought was pretty important for them as they headed out on a road trip. So let's get into what happened last night at Crypto.com Arena, and we'll start off by letting you know what the line combinations were, at least to start the game uh, against Seattle. Um, there were a couple of surprises, not with the top line, though. That was Andre Kopitar centering Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe. The second line had Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore, along with Carl Grundstrom. The third line, Quentin Byfield with Alex Iafalo and Gabe Velarde. And the fourth line, Blake Lazat, Brennan Lemieux, and Arthur Kaliev. Your defensive pairings were uh, Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, Sean Walker and Matt Roy, Alex Edler, and number 92, Brant Clark, uh, the rookie making his NHL debut, wearing a new number. Uh, we're going to get more into him certainly in just a bit. Of course, Jonathan Quick was in net. Um, we'll talk that, about that a little bit more uh, as we go on. So, talked on Thursday's show, um, just first off talking about the Lions, about what I would have done with Victor Arbitson out of the lineup due to illness. We'll update his condition later on in the show. Um, but I would have put Arthur Kaliev on the second line with Deno and Moore. And Carl Grundstrom, I would have had on the fourth line 
with Blake Lazat and Brendan Lemieux. I would have kept Gabe Velarde on the third line because it looked like he and Quentin Byfield had some chemistry going in the season opener. Um, so I don't really get moving Gr uh, Grundstrom up to the second line and keeping Kaliev down on the fourth line. A um, little bit curious with that. I don't know if Todd McClellan is looking to kind of getting Carl Grundstrom going this season because he's been a little bit quiet. Um, but I would want to give the more ice time uh, and and the more opportunities to a guy like Arthur Kaliev, who obviously has a wonderful shot, but that was not the case, at least early on in this game against Seattle. As uh, for the defense, I agree with Walker back on the left side uh, in for Sean Dursey and uh, Brant Clark in the lineup along with Alex Edler. I uh, thought that was the right call there. And obviously all eyes were on Brant Clark making his NHL debut. Uh, as far as Jonathan Quick being in net, I also agreed with this one, although there was some debate about whether you wanted Jonathan Quick back out there a day uh, after uh, or the uh, a couple of days after uh, the season opener where he saw a lot of work, uh, 47 shots against the Vegas Golden Knights. And, uh, you know, you want to manage his minutes uh, and his time in the crease going forward because of his age and because of the wear and tear on his body. And uh, I, I, but I just don't think in game two of the season, it's time to start thinking about load management. This is not game 22. It's game two. He's had the, you know, the, the full off season to get his body right yeah, he's been working hard in training camp and in, in the practices to get ready to go, but it's only game number two. And like I said on Thursday, um, I thought suddenly this game had um, a lot of importance because the Kings are getting ready to go out on a nine-day, five-team road trip. And you don't want to go 0-2 at home and then head out on the road. Uh, so I thought it was an important game for the Kings to get their game going, to get a victory under their belt before they headed out on the road. And I think Jonathan Quick and Nett gives them the best chance to win. So I was... I was okay with Cal Peterson still waiting to make his season debut. He is going to have to get in the net at some point, and it's going to be on this upcoming road trip, and we will talk about that in just a little bit. So what was the big takeaway from the season opening loss against Vegas, right? For me, it was for the Kings to stop hurting themselves, stop making bad decisions. So what did the Kings do in the opening minute of the game against the Kraken? They took a penalty for too many men on the ice. Uh that, Right off the bat, setting the tone for the game. And as if that wasn't bad enough, uh, right after that penalty expired, they took another penalty. Blake Lazat uh, called for tripping. Uh, it is literally exactly how you don't want to start a game. Uh, you make two bad decisions. Uh, you put the team on its heels and you mess with your rotation as far as players trying to get into the flow of the game with their teammates. And most importantly, the second Penalty led to the first goal of the game. So now you're behind early one, nothing in this one uh, on that goal. Jonathan quick made a great initial save on Jordan Eberle, but Jaden Schwartz was there to put in the rebound with quick laying on his belly in the crease. And it was one, nothing cracking early, not the start the Kings wanted to get up to, but Hey, still a lot of uh, game left to go. Right. Uh, and the Kings did end up tying up the game later in the first period on a nice effort from Alex. I follow um, on a power play. Uh, the Kings won a faceoff in the Seattle end. Uh, actually, they didn't win the faceoff. They lost the faceoff. It went kind of behind the net, but there was a pass behind the net, uh, and it was it took a little bit of a funny hop off the boards, and to Alex Iafalo's credit, he was all over it. He was immediately on the puck and tucked in uh, the, the puck into the net on a bit of a wraparound uh, against Kraken goalie Martin Jones. So good effort there uh, for Alex Iafalo. That was a great hustle play, and not not your traditional power play goal to be sure uh, it wasn't uh, something that was set up it was just a good hustle play and taking advantage of a bit of a of a fortunate bounce 
uh, for the Kings. Uh, second period, the Kraken would grab the lead with Brandon Tanev scoring uh, by outworking Adrian Kempe in a corner. Tanev got the puck and spun to the inside towards the net and then just took it hard to the net. Um, it was a pretty innocent-looking shot, but it deflected off the stick of Kings defenseman Mikey Anderson and into the top of the net, and that made it 2-1 Seattle. And that is just an example of good things happening when you take the puck strong to the net, kind of a, a Carl Grundstrom type of a goal that we've seen in the past. Um, also, for Adrian Kempe, um, he's got to protect the inside uh, part of the ice. He can't allow uh, a player to go towards the net inside. He needs to force him to the outside towards the boards. Didn't do that. Good hustle play by Tanev. And then again, just hard work and goal. Go to the net and good things will happen. The Kraken got another power play on an Alex Etler hold and then added to their lead. One of those goals that is not officially a power play goal, but realistically it is just after the penalty expired. But with the Kings still essentially having four defenders on the ice, Alexander Wenberg got the puck to the side of the net and put it through Jonathan Quick to make it 3-1. to one. And this one was on Quickie. Um, Wenberg was in close, but he didn't have much space to get off a good shot. Um, Quick had his paddle down on the ice, uh, covering the five hole, but he decided to go for a poke check. And right as he did that, Wenberg slid it between his legs, five hole for the goal. Uh, in the third period, the only goal was an empty netter by Seattle, and that was it. 4-1, Kings lose to fall to 0-2 on the season. Uh, I will say this, and this is not an excuse. This is a fact. Seattle is a lot better than they were last season. They have upgraded their roster, and it looks like they're going to be a team that is going to be competitive night in and night out. That said, the Kings have a better roster than the Kraken, but they were outworked consistently by Seattle. Uh, bottom line, as uh, head coach Todd McClellan said afterwards, um, and I think he's right, the Kings are, quote, trying to figure out who we are, end quote. And it looks like it by the way they're playing. They're not, there's not a lot of Christmas crispness to their game. Um, you can talk about taking penalties and, and the mistakes they're making, but even when they're skating five on five, it still looks like they're trying to find their game. And the question is why? This is not a young team trying to find chemistry. This is a pretty veteran group. Other than the addition of Fiala and um, Brant Clark, these guys have all played together before. And you can say it's just early season stuff that teams normally go through, but it didn't seem that the Vegas Golden Knights or the Seattle Kraken uh, were really going through it. Um, and, and look, when you're watching the Kings, I'm sure you're like me, you're focusing on the Kings. So any mistake they make, any bad play they make, it's it's magnified because that's what you're watching. And I'm not saying Seattle played a perfect game, but I thought it was pretty obvious that they appeared to be the more cohesive team. They made more crisp passes. Their breakouts were better, just looked a little bit more together uh, than the Kings. I guess if that's the easiest way to kind of put it. Um, and that's what's concerning to me. I don't really understand why the Kings are, as Todd McClellan said, trying to find who they are. Um, so hopefully that's something that comes together sooner rather than later. I do think, again, bad decisions, penalties, things like that contribute to it. But there are other opportunities where they, you know, they get a breakout and they're just missing on some passes um, and just not sure why. Hopefully things get straightened out soon. But like I said, uh, I think it's concerning that they were outworked by a Seattle team that on paper is not their equal um, and that that team looked like they were more organized, maybe even better coached. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show with an email that we have. Um, 
but again, th this is, th and it seemed like this happens a lot and I should go back and check the numbers to see if it's true or not, but Seattle was coming off playing the night before in Anaheim and they had their backup goalie, Martin Jones in that. Now I mentioned on yesterday's show, for whatever reason, Martin Jones has had a ton of success against the Kings. He just, he, he, they, he's got their number and he is confident playing against his old team for whatever reason. Um, but in those situations, the Kings, you should have the advantage in that, regardless of whether uh, you're better on paper than than the, the opponent. They played the night before. They even played a little overtime game in Anaheim, and, and they're playing their backup goalie. And yet it seems like every time that happens with, with Anaheim, the Kings don't take advantage of that. So I'll have to go back and look it up and see if that's really true or not. But it, it, I don't know if you agree with me on that, but it seems like those situations where an, an, a road team has played the night before in Anaheim and then comes in with their backup goalie, they still have success against the Kings, it seems like. But it's a little—it's it's definitely frustrating, and I think we're all a little frustrated with the way the Kings are playing uh, at this point. All right, so let's look at some individual players, and of course we have to start with Brant Clark, the 19-year-old making his NHL debut. Awesome to see him out there on the ice, um, taking the warm-up skate by himself with the uh, helmet off and his uh, hair blowing in the uh, breeze there. Um, that was that was fun to see. That's a that's a interesting tradition the NHL has uh, kind of adopted in the last few years. Really, I don't think it goes back, you know, too far. Um, maybe five, six, seven years, something like that. It seems like where they when when a rookie makes his NHL debut, the rest of the team stays back for a minute or so, lets him go out there and and take a few shots and a couple of laps all by himself to kind of um, put the focus on him for a bit. Um, but uh, Brand Clark, I thought played. Pretty well. Um, no glaring mistakes, certainly. Um, you worry about nerves playing in your first game. And uh, it took him a little while to get into the flow of the game, but I think he eventually he did. He did see time on uh, the Kings' second power play unit at the point and looked pretty good there. Um, there was a four-on-four -four opportunity with the Kings down two goals where Clark made a really nice pass to Philip Deneau at the side of the net. Unfortunately, Deneau just didn't have much room to get you know, the, anything on the puck. He was basically just trying to stuff it in against the pad of Martin Jones, but that was a real nice decision and pass from Brant Clark. And at a key moment of the game, if that one could have got in and made it a one goal game late, you get, you get the crowd back into it and you get Brant Clark on the board. Uh, man, that would have been really nice if that one could have connected and made it in, but it didn't, unfortunately. Um, Brant Clark did see some time in the third period playing alongside Drew Doughty with Todd McClellan looking to get some more offense with the Kings down a couple of goals. Um, but, uh, I thought all, all in all for Brant Clark, I thought pretty positive first step. And, uh, I do expect to see him back in the lineup, uh, sooner rather than later for the Kings. I, I would expect to see him, uh, in the lineup on Saturday, uh, in Minnesota. It should only get better going forward for Brant Clark. I thought a pretty good first step for the young King de Kings defenseman. Uh, as for Kevin Fiala, look, the spotlight's going to be on him, uh, for most of the season, obviously because of the big off season acquisition, um, and at least no dumb penalties in this one for Kevin Fiala. Um, for the second straight game, though, he was held without a point. Um, his best chance came on a one-time on a power play from the right face-off dot. Unfortunately, uh, it was a nice hard shot, but he put it right in the logo of Martin Jones. Um, and bottom line, there's high expectations for Kevin Fiala this year, and we need to see more. Flat out, we just we need to see more. Uh, he needs to be a difference maker for the LA Kings. And so far, I don't think you can say he has been. Um, and you can say he's getting adjusted to his new teammates and, and so on and so forth, but he looked good in the preseason playing with these guys. It looked like he was, the chemistry was there. They, he scored a couple of goals. So, um, I'm not sure if that's a legitimate excuse, 
Um, we, we have heard um, that Kevin Fiala can be a streaky player. So hopefully once he gets that first goal or two, things will start really heating up for him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Fiala plays in their next game, which is back in Minnesota for him, where he played for four years and was a very popular player. I expect to get him a him to get a very warm reception from the folks there uh, in the state of hockey. I'm sure they'll have the video tribute and all that. Um, so hopefully going back up to Minnesota against his old team, maybe that'll get him spark. Maybe that'll get him going um, to get his first points and his first goal uh, for the LA Kings. Uh, one positive note from the Seattle game would be that the defense was much better. Although to be fair, uh, there was kind of nowhere to go, but up after the uh, season opening game against Vegas, where they allowed 51 shots on goal, but much more manageable in this one against Seattle, just 22 shots against uh, in game number two, and uh, the Kings actually outshot the Kraken 27 to 22. So hopefully we see more of that going forward. So time to look ahead to what is to come for the LA Kings as they embark on their first road trip of the season. But first, I need to tell you about BetOnline.net, your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every team. You can always find this at BetOnline, which remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including postseason baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the action going on today. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So as bummed out as I was, and I think most of you are, about the start to the season for the Kings, it is just two games, and for sure it's not the start we wanted, but I don't think it's time to hit the panic button yet. All the players and coaches are saying the right things at this point, and maybe the road trip is just what they need to refocus and bond as a team. And this actually does happen. Um, you know, you get away from your family and it's just you with your teammates and the coaches. And sometimes it's easier to focus that way. Uh, hopefully this road trip is just what the Kings need to get on track. So here's what the road trip looks like for the LA Kings. It's uh, five games in nine days. They already in the air and headed to Minnesota where they play on Saturday. The Wild were a team that made the playoffs last year. Monday, they'll be in Detroit to take on the Red Wings. They were not a playoff team a year ago, but they are a much improved team. Tuesday, they're in Nashville to take on another team that made the playoffs. And so again, it's it's the first time the Kings will have played back-to-back games this regular season coming up on Monday and Tuesday. And you got to believe we're going to see Cal Peterson in one of those games. Will it be Monday against, against Detroit? Will it be Tuesday against Nashville? Um, look, I, I would go ahead and, and start him against Detroit because that's a bit of a lesser opponent if you want to look at it that way than Nashville is. But we'll see what Todd McClellan decides to do. Will he go with quick on Monday and then Cal the next night on Tuesday or uh, reverse order? We'll have to wait and see. But I fully expect and would be totally shocked if Cal Peterson does not start one of those games Monday or Tuesday. Uh, then on Thursday, the Kings are in Pittsburgh to take on an always tough Penguins team. Uh, I believe it's 16 straight seasons the Penguins have made the playoffs, which is ridiculous. Uh, Saturday, they'll be at Washington, another team that made the playoffs. So of their five opponents, four of them made the playoffs a year ago. Uh, and then they'll be back home uh, in Los Angeles after that first road trip of the season. I did want to mention one injury update. We, we talked about Victor Arvidsson um, not playing against Seattle because of an illness. Uh, he was back at practice and skating this morning, apparently. 
Um, and he did board the plane with the team headed to Minnesota. So look to see him on the ice sooner rather than later at some point, perhaps as soon as tomorrow uh, against Minnesota. Uh, there is another team that we want to tell you about that is about to open up the season and several players that you should be interested in. And we'll update you on that in just a moment. But I do want to let you know to not forget about Locked On NHL. It's a podcast that has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk. It has a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel. Uh, and you can uh, find that and subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Again, they are breakdown biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. So the Ontario Reign, the Kings AHL affiliate, opens up its season tonight at home against the Abbotsford Canucks, 7 p.m. Toyota Arena in Ontario. And we're going to keep tabs on the Ontario Reign all season long because there are several future Kings playing on that team. Um, we will have a Reign report sporadically throughout the season here on Locked on LA Kings. And here is the roster for opening night for the Ontario Reign. Uh, your forwards are... Martin Kromiak, Rasmus Kupari, Tyler Madden, Samuel Fugimo, Akil Thomas, TJ Tynan, Alan Quine, Leah Sanderson, Samuel Hellenius, Andre Lee, Taylor Ward, Jacob Doty, Brent Kemp, Nate Thompson, Aiden Dudas, and Austin Wagner. Your defensemen for the Ontario Reign are Helga Granz, Tyler Inamoto, Kim Nostiainen, Toby Bisson, Jordan Spence, Cameron Gauntz, Tobias Bjornfoot, Frederick Allard, and Jacob Moverari. And your goaltenders are Phoenix Copley and Matthew Valalta. And there is one bit of rain news to pass along. Uh, they named their new team captain for this year, and it is TJ Tynan, the veteran AHL player, the two-time defending AHL player of the year. No surprise there. Uh, I think even I predicted that in the offseason that TJ Tynan would be the new captain. So congrats to him and good luck to the Ontario Reign this coming season. We've got a uh, brief rival report on the other Pacific Division teams from last night. The Calgary Flames looked really good winning their season opener at home against the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. 5-3 was the final, and congrats to former Kings head coach Daryl Sutter, who picked up career win number 700 in his Hall of Fame career. Uh, the Golden Knights are off to a 2-0 start with a 1-0 win over the Blackhawks in their home opener in Vegas last night. So right now the Kings and the Sharks are the only 0 and 2 teams in the Pacific Division. Vancouver is 0 and 1 and looking for its first win of the year as well. Hey, we got a couple of emails to answer before we uh, call it uh, a week. Uh and our first one comes from John in Tokyo. And he says, as someone who has played sports all his life, the Sean Dursey bad pass at the end of the game was more a reflection of poor coaching. There was no plan, thus the 22 seconds behind the net and Coach Todd berated his players for uh, the game management after the opening night loss. But that is, again, a reflection of poor coaching. So my question, after we've seen more enough of the same of losing uh, too many years under his leadership, and because we've been told about the potential and high talent level of this collection of Kings players, he types in all capitals, when is it time to pull the plug on Coach Todd? Wow, we are already looking for a coaching change here. Um, I am not ready to go there uh, yet, John. Um, I think Todd McClellan did a great job with the LA Kings last season. And again, it's just two games. But I will say this. Um, does coaching uh, take the blame in part of the poor start to the LA Kings? It has to. He's part of the team. It's not all on the players. Uh, although I, I think if you're going to ask me 
quite frankly, uh, for the first two games, would I blame more the players than the coaches? I would blame the players more than I would the coaches. Um, but look, um, LA Kings ownership has spent money. The Kings have spent to the cap. They went out, management made the move to get Kevin Fiala. All right. The Kings, I think, have the big picture in mind that if you if you gave Kings management and Todd McCullough truth serum, do they think they're a Stanley Cup winning team this season? I think the answer is no, to be talk, to be honest with you. They're never going to say that, nor should they ever say that. Um, but when you've spent to the cap and you've gone out and gotten the players you think you need to be successful, then the what do you look to change? Because you're not going to fire the players. They're not going to fire Kevin Fiala. They're going to fire the coach. So, yes, at some point, Todd McClellan is absolutely going to be held accountable. If this team severely underachieves this season, then they will be looking to make a coaching change. There's no doubt about it. Because, like I said, they've spent the money. They've made the moves. And uh, if it doesn't start to uh, get better uh, sooner rather than later, they will look to make a coaching change. So that's just the way it works in the NHL. Todd McClellan has been in that situation before. He understands it. So, we're way, way ahead of the game at this point, in my opinion. Um, but let's see where we are after the first couple of months of the season. And then um, hopefully things aren't at this point. But if it is, then we can revisit this conversation. But like I said, if it goes really sideways, yeah, they'll look to pull the plug on Tom McClellan. Uh, and also this from Sousa in Phoenix. Um, this question actually came from Twitter, which is totally fine. Uh, and they ask, what the heck happened to Garrett Sparks? Did I miss him being traded? I've heard a lot lately about our depth in net and the rain tenders and even swamp rabbits, but his name is always left out. Where the heck did he go? It's a legitimate question. Now, for those of you that don't know who the heck is Garrett Sparks, um, he was a, a veteran goalie that was with the Kings last season. He played 12 games for the rain, two games for the Kings. And the answer, uh, Sousa, is I have no idea where he is. Um, as I have not seen anything as far as a search of him retiring. He is 29 years old, and he's a guy who is clearly an AHL slash ECHL goalie at this point. But apparently he's a free agent and available to play for somebody out there. So uh, if you need a goaltender uh, and you want a veteran guy, uh, give Garrett Sparks a call. But yeah, I, he's not playing with anybody right now, as far as I can tell. Um, and so he's still out there. And we'll see if he gets a job uh, somewhere in the hockey world. If you have any questions or comments about uh, what's going on with the Kings or anything else, you can always send me an email, lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. We are at LockedOnLAKings, and uh, we have an Instagram page as well. It is at LockedOnLAKings. Uh, I'll be back on Monday to recap Saturday's game against Minnesota and preview Monday's game against Detroit. Looking forward to hopefully breaking down the Kings' first win of the season. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. That's Locked On Fantasy Hockey, available on YouTube, Audacity, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks for listening and watching Locked On LA Kings. Have yourselves a great weekend, and as always, go Kings go.